I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today, my wife Pam and I are going to be talking about how to build a rock-solid marriage. This is the third episode in a series talking about marriage and family. Today, we're going to be talking about specifically building a rock-solid family and focus. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Pam Skinner. Baby, great to have you on the program. Oh, thanks. It's great to be here. It's been fun doing this together. It has been. It's been a lot of fun. (laughs) It's been really fun. Okay, so the WDS, World Discipleship Summit, only one week away. Wow. Are you ready, honey? I'm not quite packed, but I, I did get my class Okay, done. good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> hey, that's the most important thing. I'll help you pack. Don't worry about that. I'm looking forward to it. It's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward so much to seeing people there. And, and a lot of people have emailed me, and we're going to be trying to get time with as many people as possible. Yeah. So if you're one of those people, looking forward to seeing you at the Discipleship Summit. And what's going to be awesome is that if we can't have a meal together, I really hope that you'll come and, and say hi. I just would love to give you a great big hug, say thank you for listening to the podcast. But please, I want to ask you to make a point. Let's connect a little bit. Let's just at least, you know, let me see your face. Let me let me talk to you because I want to just say thank you for listening to the Rob Skinner podcast. Along with that, I want to give a special thanks, very deep thanks to Melanie Yu. Melanie is a disciple living in Pacifica, California, and she emailed me this past week thanking me for the podcast and how it really encouraged her and helped her to feel like she's a, a baby Christian all over again. And, and then she just said, I want to help support the podcast. Yes, thank you, Melanie. And so just really appreciate that. I mean, anyway, Melanie, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Your support means a ton. Thank you. And I'm also so happy because the Rob Skinner podcast has been downloaded, listened to over 100,000 times. Wow, honey, that's amazing. I know. It just makes me so happy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just to be able to help people. Mm -hmm. When I get texts from people or emails from people saying, hey, you know, this helped me or it encouraged me or really appreciate it, I literally cut and paste those (laughs) from my Google email browser. And I have a special file called my Rob Skinner encouragement file. (laughs) I love it. And I paste it. (laughs) And so if anyone's ever texted me or emailed me encouragement, I just want you to know you are in my Hall of Fame. Wow. Because it's it's there. I've got a whole file, a Word document of what you said, and it means so much to me. That's why that's why, you know, started doing it just to help people and just to know that it's encouraging you means the world to me. I love that. I really appreciate all the emails, texts I've gotten. Encourage me to keep it going. If you'd like to support the podcast moving forward. I'm going to start a Patreon community where you can get early episode releases, bonus episodes, additional material to help you multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. And when I get that going, I hope you'll join the community. It'd be a lot of fun just to stay connected in a greater way. So we're going to go ahead and get into the episode right now. It's Rock Solid Family and Focus. And there are two points to this class. It's Family Matters and Focus. 
You ready to get into it, baby? I'm so ready. Okay. Yes. I want to talk first of all to the men about becoming the family man, mm. the family man. Now, this is not a full-blown parenting class. I mean, mm-hmm. this is overall really more focused on marriage, but parenting has, you know, a strong application in marriage and you can't avoid it. They're, they're overlapping in some right. ways, but your wife needs to feel that you're leading the family and the kids. Right. Oh boy. Absolutely. I mean, wouldn't that, you know, isn't that one of the biggest complaints that we consistently hear from couples, unfortunately? It's probably the number one complaint. I think so. I think it is. That my husband's not leading me spiritually, yeah. not leading the family. Um, doesn't read the Bible, just just not not there. Right. Pa- is passive, is right. not active, um, not just not engaged. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the Incredibles, you know, the cartoon show. <laughs> that's the, right. That's a great from Pixar. It's like yes. engage, Bob. Engage, engage. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> that the, is perfect. So many husbands are just yeah. they're not engaged. They're not. They're they're their body is there, mm-hmm. but their mind is elsewhere. They're right. not engaged in the family. And so that's what's so important. Your wife needs to feel you are leading the family and the kids. Absolutely. In Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four through nine, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. This is, Jesus says, this includes really the most important commandment. This is it. I mean, number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And it's interesting how Moses ties that in with the family. Right. I mean, it's, it's inseparable. You can't just be like, oh, I've got my own relationship with God. He says, listen, all these things, you've got to impress them on your children. Right. It's not enough just for you to be a spiritual lone ranger. It's got to be your kids, your wife. Right. And I love that where it's like, it doesn't say, okay, as long as you, you know, talk about the Bible, you know, five minutes during the week, Right. I mean, you are going to talk about having devotionals. Those those are important. But when it says, you know, talk about it when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Right. I mean, that that's a lot. That's it's a, a lot. lot of the time yeah. where it's just, it's natural. Right. That's what really stands out to me. It's 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 what you're doing with, with your life. Exactly. It's when you're doing the dishes. It's when you're putting the kids to bed. It's when you're eating. It's when you're driving them to school. Right. There, there should be a sense of, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to talk about God, share scripture, just right. try and engage exactly. with the kids spiritually. Exactly. And I think you can do it without being hyper-religious. Right. You, you're there to train and to raise your family, especially you as a man. And your wife is going to respect you as you take care of the family. Absolutely. I think it starts with time, just yeah. making the time for your family, not letting your job get out of control. And this is where boundaries start to blur. When you're mm-hmm. working from home, I right. mean, you can just spend all your time working mm-hmm. and not engaging with the kids. Right. Email, phone calls, texting, and your business just kind of runs into your life. Right. And how about like even having uh, dinner together, right? We're going to talk about that, how important that is. But then if everybody's on their phones, 
Right, right. <laughs> if everybody's texting, if everybody's, you know, checking their reels on Instagram, it's like that. <laughs> it, 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 it's just, it's ridiculous, you know? And so even that just going, okay, we're going to be intentional about focusing on the people that we're having dinner with. Right. Now, I think family devotionals is something that back in the 80s and 90s, that was talked about a lot. And the concept was you sit down, you have a little Bible. It's kind of like a Bible talk for your family. <laughs> right. I mean, you've got like a lesson, you've got three <laughs> points, you've got illustrations. Where's the craft? You, gotta, you, gotta, <laughs> you need to have a craft and a snack. <laughs> and, and to be honest, I remember yeah. just as a dad, just going, yeah, now I'm a preacher by trade. So it's, you know, I prepare lessons as a, for my living. But still, I'd feel like, oh my gosh, this is a lot to do a family devotional. And I remember you shared something that Bob Tranchell shared with you. Maybe uh -huh. Yeah, I remember Bob was saying that, you know, uh, sometimes those devotionals become more like correctionals. <laughs> You know, sit down, you know, everybody pay attention, you know, and then you're excusing yourself to give spankings or timeouts. Yeah. And it's just like, and then you're like, okay, oh, wow, we really, this is a real spiritual time. We all felt, you know, exactly. and so I thought that that was a good point. We got to kind of adjust things, right. you know, um, and figure out what, what works for each family, right. you know, but I think sometimes we do have this like high expectation, like it's got to be amazing every single week. It's got to be like an hour long. And it's like, wow, that, that might not be what's the best. Right. And I think what helped me was simply making it simpler yeah. and, and realizing, okay, one, we're going to have dinner together every night. Yes. Yes. That's huge. And, and huge. many families, they don't eat together. Right. They just don't. They, mm -hmm. they, kids come in and graze and take it back into their rooms and they're watching TV. And I go, if you, if you're letting that happen in your family, you need to correct that. Exactly. Because the time at family dinners is absolutely invaluable. Your kids are there, they're focused. You ask them to put away the phones or you collect the phones beforehand. And I think making it simple just by starting like, Hey, I want to share a scripture I read today in my mm -hmm. quiet time. Right. And just reading it to your kids and say, this is how it impacted me. You guys have any thoughts on that? You know, what do you think about that? And then just trying to develop a spiritual discussion. Right. I, I think that is, that's made a huge difference. And I also love, you know, we've made it a habit, you know, the high low. Okay. Let's just talk about, let's talk about our day. Get, get the kids to start talking. Right. right? Cause one. you know, it's, it's funny once they get to middle school and high school, all of a sudden it's like, they've got a three word vocabulary. It's a lot of <laughs> grunting, you know, uh, uh, you know, like, how was your day? Uh, you know, and so trying to get them to talk, get right. them to share, um, right creating ways where they feel comfortable doing that. Exactly. But I love that, you know, it wasn't every single night, but when, you know, a couple times a week, you, you would read a scripture and it wasn't like, it hadn't been so long, right? That the kids are like, uh Oh, what's dad doing? Uh oh, he's getting out the Bible. We're in trouble. You know, just, I, I loved that, that you just made it where it's just normal. Like dad's going to read the Bible. He's going to share something from his quiet time and we're going to discuss it. And honestly, you know, even when our kids were in college, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to have our kids go to the University of Arizona and, you know, family time, the right. kids knew. And right. to be honest, there might be some like, oh, dad, you know, right. but it's exactly. like, no, uh -uh. We're, we're, this is what we're about. We are a spiritual family. Right. And so guess what? We're going to read the Bible together. Exactly. I mean, there were times when eyeballs were rolled. Like, oh, yeah. oh, gosh, you know, <laughs> oh, my. And, and there were times when I would lapse and not not do it. And then then they were like, oh, what's going on here? 
but then I would just go ahead and do it, especially as they got older. Right. And I, but I think it's just so important. You've got to have that mindset saying, listen, sitting down, going outside the house, inside the house, lying down on a walk, you're going to talk about God. He's got to be part of the conversation. Right. And then I'd also add that when the kids were little, I mean, we just made it fun. I I think probably one of the the most fun family devotionals is when you would dress up as Goliath, you know, (laughs) and you'd get, I don't know, a hockey mask and a football helmet, you know, and you'd come in and, and the kids would just find all their Nerf balls, right? And, and uh, throw them at you and you'd fall down. And they just thought that was awesome, you know? Um, But, you know, so you can make it fun, but Mm -hmm. I think it is a great time for training. And when we would have um, people over for dinner, you know, one of the things, right, that we would train our kids is that you need to engage with adults. Oh, you, great point. You know, it just, and that was so helpful is right. you would, you would prepare the kids. We'd talk to the kids. Okay, everybody, three questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, this family's coming over and you've got to come up with three questions. Right. And it was awesome. Right. I mean, even sometimes I remember our kids would be like, hey, uh, Mrs. Jones, uh, what's your favorite color? (laughs) Right. Random. But they, they learned that that's what you do. You, you don't just sit there. You're not just a lump. You engage, you you get, you get interested even Mm -hmm. at a very young age, training your children to get interested in others. It's not all about them. Right. (laughs) When you welcome somebody into your home. And I loved that. And that that was a a really important time where the kids are like, Hey, what, what do you do for work? Yes. What are your hobbies? That was great because what we did is we, we provided them with the questions to ask, Mm -hmm. like, what do you do for work? Right. What, what do you do? What do you like to do for fun? Do you have any hobbies? Right. Um, what, what sports do you like to watch? Mm -hmm. And so these, these questions that they had that they needed to (laughs) ask, it was great. And it became part of their, their skill set. Right. Absolutely. And and I, I see a lot of kids that they, when they're around adults, they do not engage with adults at all. No, they don't. There's no eye contact. No. The, and, and uh, yeah, it, it really stands out. It really does. Uh, you know, when I've gone to different conferences and I've met uh, different families, and when those kids come up, and you, know, you don't have to give hugs, but when there's eye contact, right. when there's like, hi, I just go, wow. Yeah, it totally stands out. It really stands out. Yeah, so that that was very very helpful, and I, I think that's a lot happens around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. I think sharing highs and lows is always good. We yeah. go to that so often, probably the most often. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's share a high and a low. Right. What's going on that's good and what's challenging. Right. And and I also think even recently, I I love what you'll do is say, okay, guess what we're gonna do? Everybody's gonna go and encourage the person to the right. Right. You know, and you know, I mean, gosh, probably did that a month ago. You know, just keeping that habit of, you know, just talking, sharing, building each other up, making that a habit. Exactly. So important. It's funny how it it seems a little mechanistic, a Uh little structured. And yet once people start encouraging each other, everyone gets fired up. Right. The whole mood changes. No matter how you started it, Mm -hmm. the the fact that you're getting encouraged, everyone's like, wow, that was awesome. You know, it it (laughs) builds a loving atmosphere. It really, really does. And it goes back to that passage in Hebrews 10. Let's encourage one another. Let's consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Yeah, absolutely. I think having quiet times with the kids, trying to help them to, to read the Bible, knowing what to read. We'd get, you know, children's Bibles, different things like that. But I think one of the things, too, is your kids need to see you reading and praying. Right. 
they need to know that you actually have quiet times. Mm -hmm. And it concerns me when I talk to kingdom kids and they're not into the Bible. Mm -hmm. They're just not. And I go, where's that come from? Maybe, maybe it's their parents weren't into the Bible. Right. I know. I know. That's super, super concerning. Yeah. Um, So we're talking about, you know, being a family man. That's kind of the topic here. And so spending time with your family, having family devotionals, having dinners with your kids, quiet times. These are just ideas that you can take away. Camping. Let's yes, talk a little bit about talk. this. We low, yes, camping. I, wa- I want to share this quote. I read this from a, a book. I, we were living in Fukuoka, Japan, which is on the western island of Kyushu. This is probably 1998 or something. And my kids were real young, all less than five. And I read this book by Gary Small, and he's like the master of family. You know, he's like the, up there with Charles Dobson. But he said, he said, several years ago, we interviewed healthy families across the country and asked them each the same question. What do you believe is the main reason you were all so close and happy as a family? What we found amazed us. Each family gave basically the same answer. We do a lot of activities together. Upon further study, we discovered these families also had one particular activity in common, camping. (laughs) Instead, we believe that the secret to being a close-knit family almost always can be found in camping because two very important things happen. One, close-knit relationships result from people sharing numerous experiences. Two, close relationships form after dealing with difficulties in a positive manner. Now, after I read this, I immediately, <laughs> I mean, just immediately yes. bought a ton of camping equipment. <laughs> now, we were that. living in Japan. Uh-huh. I had a little van, little delivery van that had a 600cc motorcycle engine in it. <laughs> and we threw all our kids, no seatbelts in that, car, in that no, car. And no. we would travel all over Kyushu mm-hmm. and we went camping. Yeah. I mean, the first time we went camping, it was it was Christmas time. Yeah. It was right before New Year's, and we said, "Hey, let's go, let's go down to <laughs> Kumamoto." And so we were driving around. Didn't have a place to camp. No, we thought, we "Oh, didn't. we'll just find a ryokan, like mm-hmm. a you know a traveler's inn." Well, they're all booked up because that's a huge holiday it was there. A in big, Japan. big weekend. <laughs> so we Gosh. We, I, we were like uh, Joseph and Mary, couldn't find any place <laughs> in the inn, and so I'm like, "What are we gonna do?" We it was totally booked up, and so we had climbed up to a place called Mount Aso, which is a, a caldera or a former volcano. And so is high elevation and cold. Yeah, It was like below freezing. <laughs> so I'm like, I've got my daughter who's like less than one year old. Right. I've got a three-year-old and a four-year-old plus my sister-in-law who's yeah. visiting. That's right. My sister Vicky, she was there. <laughs> well, shout out to her. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I didn't know where to go. Mm-mm. Didn't, couldn't, it was like nine or 10 at night. Yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I found this, uh, research station for, I think it was Kyushu Daigaku um, University, and it was like agricultural research station. So we just pulled in there, just squatted, set up a tent, and laid it out. And my sister-in-law and Anne slept in the van. Yeah, they and, did. And we, at that point, uh, I don't think we even had full size. No, we had a tent. What I remember, I we don't think we went full out and got the sleeping bags yet. We, we just brought blankets. We I just think, had from blankets for the house. Yeah. And I mean, when we woke up in the morning, everyone's cold and yeah. it was like frost all over the tent. Yeah, yes, we made a memory. Oh, and see, that's the point. It yes. says close relationships form after dealing with difficulties oh, that, in a positive. Yes, I mean, it's one of my best memories <laughs> because it was awesome. About a kilometer down the road was one of the biggest 
onsens or hot springs in in the country and so and they had a huge buffet that morning and it was just like it was awesome awesome we jumped in that hot water it was incredible it was (laughs) but uh, anyway you know a lot of times families are and and dads are like i don't camp i don't want to camp it's not comfortable why why would you want to do it and that's kind of part of it is like, I, there's been so many times I go, I hate this. This is, right. why do I have to pack all this stuff it's up? It's a ton it's of a work. Right. Kids can't get, you know, can't get out of the house on time uh-huh. or late. But, and then you get out there and the mm-hmm. kids are grumbling. Right. Where's no my Wi-Fi. Xbox? There, you know. Oh, yeah. But after, you know, a couple hours, right. all of a sudden you get into this zone where you're really spending great time with your family. And it's awesome. And then things come up that are unexpected. Right. But it just builds a memory. It does. It does. I mean, remember that time we went camping, all the kids in the tent? And I mean, we, we tell stories. <laughs> I remember that that one time, I think we were in Southern Oregon, where there was like the biggest, what, electric storm? Yes. Remember 3, that? 3,000 lightning strikes in one night. Okay. I, I really thought we're going to have to just pack it up here and go home, right? It was scary. And... um. I thought, oh, is this tent, it's really testing the tent. Is this, how's this tent going to do? And then, I mean, you, you got to tell it, you know, what, what happened the next morning. It's classic. Right, because all night long, I mean, the the lightning, the thunder is just <laughs> flashing. And just these peals of thunder sounded like a, a 30 out six going off right outside, just a deer Absolutely. rifle right outside your tent, you know, and you're separated by a, a little skinny nylon right outside. <laughs> Pam and I are like, oh my gosh, I hope we make it through the night. Yes. Kids wake up the next morning. I say, kids, what'd you think about last night? And they're like, what? Like, about which all the, part? About all the noise. Really? What happened? <laughs> they slept all the way through. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that. Anyway, oh, here's, here's my memory. friendly challenge mm-hmm. for you. If you're not into camping, right. get into it. Yeah. Try it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it probably won't go perfectly the first time, but right. it, it will definitely build a memory, whether it goes well or if it's more challenging. Right. But you spend that great time, 48 hours together. Man, awesome. Awesome. And, and you know, maybe if you're not into tent camping, you can rent a cabin. Sure. You know, you can you can take it whatever level you want. Just that time together. It's is, huge. It's invaluable. It's huge. It's been awesome. Mm-hmm. That was great advice from Gary Smalley. Yes. Now, I'm going to ha- turn this over to my wife here, and she's going to talk a little bit about stuff for women. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, honey. Yeah, I want to I wanna address the wives, because you know, our role, right? We have a very specific role that God gave us, and that is to be a, a suitable helper, to be your husband's, you know, soulmate, his helper to build him up, to be his biggest fan. And uh, that is just huge. And I think for me, you know, um, you know, growing up, I didn't grow up in a religious family. And so that whole idea of like supporting a man, um, I've shared about that. But to think about, okay, either I can build him up or tear him down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can have that kind of an influence on you where I could either be a really negative influence or really positive influence. And that really, it was eye-opening for me to, to think, okay, wow, God has given me a really special, specific role in my marriage, but then also with the family to make sure that my husband is respected, that the kids see that and that 
you know, it's important for Rob to feel like, okay, when he comes home, this, this is his home. It's my home too, but this has got to be his sanctuary. And a lot of that I think really falls on the women to create that environment. Um, how we talk about our husbands, how we talk to our husbands, just really being a positive, positive influence, being that suitable helper. And of course, you know, your husband, I mean, you're a great help around the house, but I, I don't think I ever feel like tapping my toes like hey honey you better come on (laughs) you know now of course there's certain things taking out the trash putting gas in the car right there's certain things that yes you do do but I feel like that's really my responsibility to set the tone in the home to make it warm to make it fun and um so I think that's that's really important and then you know when you walk through the door I want to make sure that you feel welcomed and you know, there's times, right, where maybe you haven't come home on time, and that's and that can be tricky, right? Because, you know, in my sinful nature, I'll I'll want to maybe mm, not be so happy, but just to realize, okay, you know, I, I got to change that, and and not say, you know, where have you been? But man, it's so good to have you back home. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally home. Right. You know, just creating that environment, I think, um, is just really important for the woman to take that responsibility to create that environment, to be that suitable helper. Exactly. I mean, that makes me feel so special when I feel like, hey, my house is clean. Mm-hmm. It smells nice. It's organized. And you're an amazing cook. I mean, just amazing. It's just, I love having people over for dinner. You just do an amazing job. And you, you make make the house just a place I want to be back, c- come home to. So you do a fantastic job. And you know, and we run into families where, you know, th- there's more of kind of like a business relationship going on. I think it's easy to fall into that in COVID because right. you're together a lot more. Exactly. And I, we just recently had, um, you know, some people over and their marriage fell apart. They weren't disciples, but their marriage fell apart because of COVID. Right. Just being all together all the time, um, you know, just didn't work out. Right. That, it's sad. Yeah. Just it's- weren't used to it. Right. And I think also with COVID, if, if like, for example, if a couple, the husband and wife, if they are working at home, right, then it, it could be really easy to take each other for granted. Exactly. You see each other all the time. So there's not the like, hey, right. I've really missed you. Oh, I'm so glad, you know, you're back. Instead of that, just like, oh, well, he's kind of always here. Yeah. You know, and I think we got to make sure that we're really appreciating each other, not right. taking each other for granted. Right. So this section was on on family, focus on the family, building the family, being a family man. I I think here's the challenge. It's like you can be great family builders. You can do the very best job you you can. Doesn't guarantee your kids are always going to be perfect. They're going to be sinners, guaranteed. (laughs) Yes. And but you need to do the best you can. Mm -hmm. And that's what I I think that's the focus is are you doing the best you can? And, and then you got to leave the, the rest up to God and just, just pray for your kids. And I know there's many, many great parents that are having challenges with their, with their kids. Right. And I go, they're still great parents. Right. Absolutely. Still great parents. Yes. It's just a sinful world. Every person's got to decide for themselves whether they're going to follow God. Right. Absolutely. Well said. So want to encourage you out there. Yes. Just continue to focus on doing your best. Mm-hmm. Do the best you can with what you have and God will bless you. Absolutely. Okay, I want to switch to focus. Okay, this is the final point in this whole series, focus. There's an 80-20 rule called the Pareto Principle. There's an Italian economist named Wilfredo Pareto, and he came up with this, and he noticed that about 20% of the landowners owned about 80% of the land in Italy. 
And he went on and uh, other writers have come along and basically developed this concept that 20% of the people own 80% of the wealth. Mm. Uh, and can it be, can it even be stronger than that? But it's important to know that 20% of the things you're doing in your family and your marriage will be useful to build up your marriage. Mm. The other 80% adds little or may, may even work against you. Huh. That's interesting. And so it's really important for you to figure out, hey, what's what's working? Right. So what I'd like you to do, if, you know, if you're driving, don't worry about it, but maybe <laughs> later, write down three things that are currently working and go, okay, what what's working now? Those things should be on your keep doing list. Right. You know, just figure out, okay, we're having meals together. Right. I'm, I'm having quiet times. You know, what, whatever it might be, whatever you're doing well, I'm, I know for sure you're doing some things well. Keep doing those things and keep that on your keep doing list. And then write down two things that you'd like to start or implement in your life from what we've gone over over the past three classes. That's your start doing list. And so just, you know, take that and show it to your your wife or your husband and say, hey, here's three things we're doing well. Let's pat ourselves on the back. Mm -hmm. Here's two things I think we could we could do. Yeah, I think that's great. That's really, really helpful. And then... After you do that, then you need to know what to stop. Mm. Okay, I know you're you're busy. Yeah. Okay, that goes without saying. You're a busy person. You're trying to do it all, and you know you're not just living for for TV or whatever. You're living to make disciples to make this life count. Right. So I know you're busy. You might even be swamped and feel overwhelmed. It's hard, if not impossible, to add more to your life. Oftentimes, right. Unless you stop doing things that you're currently doing. Right. Right. And so you need to ask yourself, what are some things that you could stop doing that would open up more space in your life for love, communication, time with your kids, sex, any of those things that are valuable that you go, okay, these things really matter. Yeah. Um, let me just give you some ideas like Netflix binging. Okay. Maybe it's not the time to just go through all, all the episodes of Stranger Things. Okay. <laughs> you know, maybe you got some work to do. Hey, yeah. you know, we, we love TV, we, yeah. we love movies and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but you got to go, okay, how much of this, how many hours do we spend a week watching this? Right. Maybe it's time to put that on the stop doing list for mm -hmm. a while. Too much media, late night computer browsing. Yeah. Maybe there's a pornography issue. Too much golf. Maybe you're addicted to golf. Um, video games, big box shopping. Drinking. Go, go easy, go easy there. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking too much, mm. spending too much overtime at work, multi-level marketing. Maybe you're just going after making the big bucks, day trading. I, I don't know what it might be for right. you, but you need to ask yourself, okay, what's competing? What is absorbing my time and attention? You currently have a routine in place. That's going to have to change if you want to improve and grow spiritually especially as it affects your marriage and your family. So right. take some time this week to make a stop doing list. This is so valuable because if you can just open up a little more space, it, it will improve your marriage and your family tremendously. Yeah. I remember at the beginning of COVID, I was just like going double. O You'd think that with COVID, <laughs> everything would slow down. I just felt like I was on skates. Yeah. And Pam, I said, how, how, how are you, how are we doing? Just kind of had that talk, you know, like, how, how, do you, how do you feel like we're doing, baby? And she said, you're so busy. Mm. And I was like, oops. <laughs> yeah. 
And that was like a, a yellow flag. It's like, right. okay, I got to slow down. I'm trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. I'm just anxious. I'm worried about the church. I'm worried about the people in it. And I don't know what to focus on. So I'm just trying to do everything. Right. And I think that really helped me to go, okay, I got to slow down, mm-hmm. get back to the things that really matter the most. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's that was important because, again, coming out of COVID, right, you're just... Things are so different, right. you know, and we were trying to navigate it. And then, I mean, gosh, yeah, it's just a really, really challenging time. But just making sure that we're we're intentional, that we're doing the things right. that we were doing before and not just um, not paying attention to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Successful marriages have certain habits that make them successful. Right. So the opportunity you have is to make a change now and to build your marriage daily until it becomes habitual. Yeah. I remember when we were living in Japan and, um, uh, one of the couples that was, uh, in Tokyo, Greg and Shelly Metten. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. I mean, I they, think I know where you're going with Okay. This well actually, yeah, that's another story I think for another time, but they, okay. they had a huge influence on our lives and our parenting and I'm so grateful for them. But do you remember the advice they gave us that because life was so busy, right. With our three kids in the ministry, trying to do it all that they suggested that after dinner, that we'd have what's called a coffee time mm-hmm. and it, that we would train the children and let the kids know, Hey, listen, after dinner, mom and dad are sitting on the couch right. and it's just mom and dad time. Right. And it was, and, and the kids could go watch a video, but they couldn't interrupt us. They needed to go and, you know, start their homework or play together. But that was our time to be able to connect. Hey, how was your day? How mm-hmm. were your appointments? Right. Um, What's going on the rest of the week? Like, I felt like that was such a special time. I mean, I can just kind of picture, go back to that, to that apartment and that, that futon couch (laughs) (laughs) right there where we would sit and just connect. And I really needed that. I needed that from you, but I also think it was just a great opportunity (laughs) to let our kids know, okay, listen, mom and dad, we were here first and this is really important that we're unified that we stay connected right. and for the kids to, again, another opportunity to let them know, it, you know, the world does not revolve all around them. Exactly. Exactly. So you have routines already going on in your marriage, whether it's going to the gym or being on a diet or going to church regularly, having quiet times, maybe a date night, you might have sinful habits that are part of your life. Are you ready for a great marriage? Mm. You've got to ask yourself, am I ready to make a change to have a great marriage? And I just go, listen, this is, marriage is a gift from God. Right. I mean, that's, it's been given to us in this meaningless life. Right. Absolutely. To enjoy life with your wife. And it takes maintenance and attention. You can't keep expecting more out of your relationship without taking care of it. Mm. I think about a time with my, my son, uh, David and he had come back and brought a car back and the car wasn't in good shape. And I, I, we, um, took it to the mechanic and I said, son, you got to take care of these things. And he said, I'm sorry, dad. And and so we got the car fixed. And so we're driving home that night in my, in my truck and the engine blew. (laughs) 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 It was rattling. Uh, you know, I had to pull over the side of the freeway. We towed it back to the very same mechanic. We'd just been with half an hour earlier. And the mechanic had helped me, he'd, he'd taken a look at this used car and had helped me to buy it a year earlier. And he said, hey, Rob, remember when we bought this? I said, it's going to need an oil change really soon. 
Did you ever get the oil changed? Mm. I was quiet. <laughs> Guess what? Nope. It was a Toyota pickup, and I thought I just was busy with other things, yeah. and I did not get an oil change, and guess what? Engine seized up. I was eating humble pie. There's my son right there. <laughs> I mean, it's like talk about life lesson right instant there. Just, yes. ju- instant judgment right there. Mm-hmm. And I had to apologize to him later, like, oh, son, I didn't take my own advice. But it's the same thing in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you can think, oh, we're good. My wife's awesome. We're doing fine. She's like a Toyota. She's, she's gonna, like a Toyota. She's just going to keep going. Keep on track. But listen, <laughs> if you don't maintain right. your marriage, you'll end up on the side of the road. Right. A statistic. Divorced, unhappy, mm-hmm. empty. Right. So let me leave you the tool that'll help you to make each day of your marriage together a masterpiece. And if you work on this over the next 90 days, guess what? You're going to see some improvement. First of all, this comes from John Gottman's book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. And he talks about the five magic hours. Now, Pam's talked about this, given a little preview. But if you devote five hours a week to your marriage, you're going to see steady improvement. First of all, when you leave, partings and departures, two minutes a day. Spend two minutes per day warmly and intentionally leaving from your spouse for work, the gym, or social activities. So... Basically, you say, hey, listen, this is what, what's going on today. And Pam will say, what are you doing today? What, what's your plan? What are your appointments? And just two minutes a day. And ten min- that's only 10 minutes a week. And then you give each other a six-second kiss. Not just a little peck, but like six <laughs> seconds. That's a good solid kiss. Right. And that's where the kids come up and go, ew, gross, mom and dad. I know. <laughs> so that's, that's something you can do as mm-hmm. part of the, the five magic hours. Second, greetings and arrivals. Now, this is what Pam talked about at the coffee talk. Yeah. At some point shortly after your return home from work or daily activity, spend 20 minutes debriefing about the events of the day. Spending 20 minutes per week, weekday is an hour and 40 minutes per week. You could do that. Yeah. You could so do that. So important. Just catching up. What happened today? How right. are you doing? Right. Basically, you're just keeping your love maps up to date. Yeah. You know, you're in touch with each other. You know each other's lives. Then the third thing, physical ex- affection. Physical affection, five minutes a day. Yeah. What's that mean? It means like hugging, touching, holding kissing, hands holding together. hands, sitting yeah. on the couch, snuggling. Right. You got to keep that going. Right. I, I see couples, they don't, they don't hold hands. They don't touch each other. Mm-mm. You wouldn't know they're really married right. by their physical affection. Right. Gosh. Next thing, admiration, affirmation, and compliments, five minutes a day. Taking time aside to say, honey, you look beautiful. Mm. You look great. I love that. I love that top you're wearing right now. Right. It's so important. Man, just, just coming up with ways to do that. And then finally, a weekly date, just two hours a week. Now, I like to go longer than two hours a week, but yeah. at least two hours a week where you, you get out away from the kids mm-hmm. and you go do something fun together. Absolutely. All these things are super, super helpful. And, and you know, once you develop a habit about it, it becomes a lot easier to maintain. Yeah, absolutely. I love the whole admiration, affirmation, and compliments. I feel like that's definitely something that we've made a habit. And I love, and maybe we already discussed this, but the whole idea of like, hey, 
do you have a minute for me to build you up? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I know. And it's like, no matter what you're doing, um, you always have time. I always have time to stop. And, but just looking for those areas to stress the positive when we catch each other doing great things Exactly. to, to just go, Hey, wow, you know, the way you just had that appointment or the way, wow, you talked to our son was so loving and you were so patient. Just always just looking for the positive and not just taking it for granted, but really acknowledging it and and expressing it saying, man, way to go, honey. You're a great dad. Yeah, I love that when you do that. And, you know, sometimes we can feel uncomfortable, like, oh, this is kind of awkward. Right. Any new habit is going to seem awkward initially. It's Yeah, good point, honey. But it's so worth it. Once you can develop it into a regular habit, it won't seem awkward after a while, and it'll pr- provide incredible benefits. Yeah. So that finishes our class on having a rock-solid marriage. I hope it's really helped you. We've gone through three episodes. If you have questions about it, man, just email us. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Just be glad to answer some in the future few future episodes. If you've right. got some... <laughs> advice you want or ideas, go ahead and just email me at rob at robskinner.com. Just email me rob at robskinner.com. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.